we need to change the world that way and make it safe for people to connect with each other, right? Before we can only do it in our own neighborhood, but now you right. can connect to someone in Japan, right? Who feels exactly the same. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Say hi, Matt. Hello. Hey, today we have a special guest, Ifat Cohen from I'mThatGeek.com. Hi, Ifat. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. So I'm going to get right into it. Who are you and what do you do? Who am I? I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm <Israeli>. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, right? Born the right gender. I am an engagement freak. I love engaging with people. I love showing people how to engage. And I think that if you focus on engagement, then you don't have to focus on conversions or sales or marketing and all that stuff. That just happens naturally. There you have it. Engagement. I have a question that we can start with. I know Jeremy cool. usually asks questions, but I have a good one. So you started out your career after school in the Israeli military, is that correct? In the Air Force? Yes. It wasn't a career, and, but yes. Well, I mean, that's how you kind of started your, your you My know, adult life. work life. Yeah, your adult <laughs> life. And then from there, you did a few different things. And then fast forward a little bit, you went to the United States to visit a friend, if I remember correctly. And you went to Texas and then you went to a school in Texas. Yeah. And then, so why don't you kind of take it from that point forward and we'll go from there and you can tell the story about how you went from there and maybe how you got into kind of live video and engagement. And Yeah. So I was in the Israeli Air Force. So all Israelis have to go to the military. It's not, a, you know, right. it's not an option, which is fantastic. And I wish they did that in the States because imagine someone from New York spending a year in Waco, Texas. They'd be like, wow, <laughs> look at these people and vice versa. And so after the Israeli uh, military, most Israelis either go to South America for hiking and traveling or they go today to India and they just drug up and <laughs> live on the beach and have fun. <laughs> so I went to the South America route and I was spent about eight months backpacking. And then I went back to Israel. I became a journalist for a little while. And my cousin actually sent me an email and said, hey, if you ever want to come to the States, you can stay with me. And I said, great, I'll be there in two weeks. And she <laughs> said, do you mean that? <laughs> I'm going to Austin. I said, okay, great. Welcome to Austin. And came to Austin and I went to UT, Texas. And I graduated with business and Spanish. And then I didn't know what I'm going to do. So like many people, I'm assuming we went to MLM <laughs> and I created websites and I found that I was making more money through the website and not through talking to people. So online was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then Google opened Google Plus in beta and they, I was one of the first 100 people to get in. And I loved it. I found my tribe. Like all of a sudden it's like gigs, right? Like, oh, what happens when I block you? What happens when I ignore you? What happens when something happens? And when there are no gurus, right? When there's no kind of like, ooh, I'm, I'm Frank Kern, I'm Gary Vee, <laughs> that, right? right? But it kind of like feels normal and we just collaborate. And I was just sharing things that were happening, you know, so this is how you do Google+. And Google took notice and I built a community and Hangouts came out. And I was really scared to be on camera, like a lot right. of people. So I was a black man. Remember those cameras where they had like the animation and you talk and the mouth moves like with your lips kind of thing? Right. <laughs> so that was me as a black man. And, um, and then uh, I met a guy who wrote a book of how to do Google Plus. And we started an interview show. And there was just Hangout, not Hangouts on Air or anything like that. So we're kind of right. trying what was the name of that show? Do you remember? Way back when, I think it was uh, G Plus Decoded. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I remember, I, I knew like when I watched your show on YouTube a little bit, I'm like, I totally have seen her before somewhere. And I'm pretty sure that's where it was because I used to watch that all the time. Oh, thank you. I was like early, early adopter of Google Plus because we were originally in the SEO business. Yeah. And Google Plus was indexed. So that's any content true. we put on Google Plus would instantly get indexed. So it was a quick shortcut to get websites ranked. The good old days. <laughs> yeah. So we were, I was, like, were I was in the beta also. I was probably, I don't know, I was like user 10,000 or something, you know, like in that neighborhood. But And you didn't fall in love with the platform. I liked it. I mean, we used to do kind of like a podcast type show on Google Plus years ago with some clients that I had at the time. 
And uh, I actually met some people on there that I still talk to now. So, I mean, it's yeah. a great experience. Right. So the relationships, right? Because right. you build true, like Google started with the true name, right? You had to have your honest name. So you actually knew who you were talking to. So there were not trolls, right. right? Like very little negativity, very mm-hmm. little spam. It wasn't like a dumpster fire, like most conversations are on like Twitter. <laughs> or Facebook, Just like, right? Yeah, or Facebook on every news outlet. Yeah. Well, and they didn't up a story like, and everybody starts throwing shade back and forth at each other till somebody calls the other on Hitler. That goes on like every single conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. And there wasn't like, you know, here's what I had for lunch. It was actually intelligent conversations. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I miss intelligent conversations. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably <laughs> why Google Plus didn't go over. <laughs> it's because <laughs> it was built by engineers for marketers and not built for consumers. So... Oh, you're saying that most of the world doesn't want intelligent conversations? I'm not saying they don't want it. I'm saying that they generally, it doesn't lead to that. That's true, because I would feel like the stupidest kid in the room when I was on Google Plus, and then I would go to the airport. I'm like, you know what? I'm fine. Right. (laughs) Like, uh, maybe I'm okay. You know. (laughs) Wasn't that bad? Go sign up for a new account on any social media platform where you haven't followed anyone yet, and it just gives you like... Yeah. what the generic like most popular thing is and yeah. it's just garbage right i mean right. go create a tiktok account and see what happens oh i did and i was like i oh know and you're like what the <laughs> fuck am i watching i mean there's you can't stop no but TikTok you see that's what you do you so follow bad. a few people on there that have interests similar to your interests and suddenly it's a new platform right it looks different yeah. Yeah, I still don't get TikTok. Like I'm watching Gary Vee and what he's doing, right. which is kind of interesting. And there's a photographer who's showing how he's taking like super amazing pictures on TikTok, mm-hmm. which is great. But most of the stuff, it's like, okay, well, kind of funny, but that's not business-like, right? It's yeah. more kids. Well, didn't it start so out as musically? Yeah, let's talk about TikTok for a minute while we're on the subject. So <laughs> I love TikTok. And two weeks ago, I was like, eh, I don't think TikTok's worth it. And now I'm a TikTok believer and I'll tell you why. Please Because I didn't think about it up front that Facebook originally was just a dating site for college kids to hook up. Right. And now it's everybody, right? Yeah. And Instagram was just people who wanted their photos to look better and they didn't want all the conversation and crap that's going on 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 Facebook. So the platforms start out as something different, just like TikTok with Musical.ly, which was, you know, 13-year-old girls lip syncing. You know, just like Vine was a bunch of people just doing stupid things for their high school friends, and that turned into a video platform, right? But disappeared, right? Yeah, it disappeared, but I think think that disappeared because it was purchased. I mean, honestly, I don't know what happened behind the scenes on Vine, but TikTok has a couple billion dollar company behind it pushing it, and I think the platform is going to evolve. And they've got more people trying to watch videos than they have Mm -hmm. people creating them. So you are getting more than 100% engagement. So when you look at your Facebook 1% engagement and you look at TikTok and you're getting 1,000% engagement where you show your video and it gets shown to every person who follows you plus everybody who follows them plus a bunch of people who don't follow you (laughs) for free, right? And you're paying to get... 10% on Facebook, if you're lucky, of your own fans that you already paid for, right? Right. I created a test account, Mm -hmm. I think 12 days ago now, I guess it would be two weeks today that I created it. And I have 1,600 followers. Nice. And I've made 25 videos that are under a minute in length. And one of my videos has 150,000 views already. And so what are you putting in those videos? It was a video of making waffles. (laughs) like there's not enough content to go around that's what i'm saying so now you can make this is just a test account right i mean i'm not using it for my business but i have a business one also and basically you're just kind of staking your claim and saying i'm getting my name on this new platform in case it goes somewhere someday right i'm gonna create a little bit of content you know periodically on here just to keep it active and then who wouldn't want to be the person who had the 200 or 300,000 Facebook fans before they started right. cutting all the engagement? Right. Because after that, then it's just a fight. It's an uphill battle. Yeah. So. I just can't wrap my head around what would you do on TikTok? That's my hardest thing. It's like if I'm not lip syncing and if I'm not doing something silly of like, you know, two people trying to act out, what would you do on it? I would create the content 
that you want people to see in the future, not what people are creating on it now. You are terminating me now. <laughs> <laughs> Terminator, this is the future. <laughs> well, okay, so <laughs> Gary V is on TikTok, right? You mentioned Gary yeah. V on TikTok, right? Yeah. Gary V is not running around doing silly dances on right. TikTok, right? He's like out garage sailing and showing but people how to, teaching them goes. what arbitrage is, right? He's teaching business practices in a way that people on the platform are interested in it. But he so, brought his, his followers with him. He didn't right. start grabbing. True. Yeah. So that's but a difference, right? It is a difference. But, you know, I think that, I mean, the question was, what should I be putting on there? And what mm -hmm. you should be putting on there is the same message that you're putting out here, right? Just on a different platform in a different format. Yeah. So... You should be, you know, telling people, hey, you know what? Don't be building your house on on rented, rented land properties, right? yes. and telling and people those kinds of things. Right. And saying, you know, you need to be able to take your followers to other platforms in case that platform goes away. You know, if everybody abandons Facebook in the next two years or whatever, and maybe they all go to TikTok, you're going to really wish that you had a whole bunch of stuff on TikTok already. That's right? true. That's so, true. You that can is tell good people advice. that on Anyone TikTok. listening, that is great advice. <laughs> so anyways, I could, we should probably get back on topic again because we've kind of <laughs> gone off good. already. Didn't take us long. All right. But, but you know what? you're absolutely right because that's how I built my brand back then, right? I started as one of the first people and then uh, I started a show and I was one of the very first people to have a show. And then Google started hiring me, flying me around the world to talk to their team. And then I worked for the city of Austin and then... I ranked actually as the first result for Google Plus. Like if you went to Google Plus experts, that was me. Right. And people just called me like, hey, I want to hire you. And I'm like, but I don't do SEO. I don't care. You show up as the first result. Here's $5,000. Do my account. I'm like, right. uh, okay. <laughs> so that might happen on TikTok, right? Like people just might call me like, hey, you have 2 billion followers. Here's some money. Right. It could be. And maybe it's somebody who listens to a podcast and hears you and they're a big TikTok fan. You know, maybe they don't yeah. like Facebook, or maybe they don't watch YouTube, or it's who pretty unlikely TikTok, they don't watch you know? YouTube, but... <laughs> who owns uh, TikTok? I don't remember the name of the company, honestly. It's a large Asian company that owns a bunch of other technology assets, so... Fascinating. As long as it's not Facebook or Google, right? We have another no, player in there. No, <laughs> and in TikTok's the parent company is called ByteDance. Yeah, ByteDance. It's from Shanghai. Oh, so it's Chinese? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a Chinese company. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, that also kind of, you know, <laughs> that should be if I was, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, the only person I would be scared of right now is like the U.S. government and TikTok. Yeah. Like, well, everybody else is, is not a problem. Zuckerberg tried to buy TikTok at one point. Yeah. And they said no. Yep. I would say so. Now he's like, no, now he's trying to kill it. <laughs> Like, no, I can't own you. I will destroy you. Have you noticed how much your videos have been showing up in your feed on Facebook more now? And My Instagram? Video? Any videos, like, from other people? Yes. Your videos so just keep showing up more and more all of a sudden now that TikTok's yep. popular. Yep. Weird so, how that happened. I, <laughs> yeah. Still I'm like a Facebook Jedi. I can, like, feel when stuff is happening. I'm like, there's been a shift in the Facebook algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Something's happening. And it's like every time you go live, for example, it we get half of the views from people who are not followers. They'll just promote you for free every time right. you go live. Not only that, they will email for you and they'll notify all your followers and they'll put it in front of people who are similar just because you're going live. So and that's the only way to get that type of engagement on Facebook, except for they do a little bit of cross-pollination with groups, but other than that, there's no other way to get free engagement. Yeah. That's right. the only way is live video. And if you're tired of pay-to-play, right, and you want to get some free stuff from that platform, this is a fantastic way of doing that. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. Yeah. You can't and put out something and be like, hey, I want to get this out. If you're a business, your posts don't go viral. They like, don't go viral, no. No, well, not unless you put some ad money behind it. Yep. And then yep. you'll be lucky. Even if that, if it still does, <laughs> I you know what I did not used to buy anything for. Like I, I'm a Facebook hater for all their privacy and all the junk that happens there and all right. the houses that were destroyed because you know someone was cheating with someone in quiet, you know, in private and stuff like that. 
like so many relationships, right? That's like you're supposed to bring people together and your platform really tears it apart because now there's all this secrecy and all these ways that you can kind of... But anyway, <laughs> the only really good thing about Facebook is that if you're doing it right, right, everybody is there. And if you just engage with them and that comes back to the whole circle of like, don't create content, right? Like take a month. You don't have to create any content if you're starting out. Go to groups like the people where people are hanging out and telling the world what their issues are and just solve their issues for a little while. You know, for like two weeks, just be like, what are people complaining about? What are they talking about? Someone's stuck with something. They don't know what software to use. They don't know what clothes to wear. They don't know what the weather is. Become that one person, the go-to person that's like helping everybody there. And then they'll come to you. So if you engage from a page, right, not from your profile, you can pin a post to your page with whatever it is that you want. Here is my free guide. Here's my, you know, here's how to connect with me and talk to me. Here's how to do blah, blah, blah. And now you start building a following, not just impressions. Are you saying you want to show people that you can help them by helping them in advance? It's shocking, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't understand how people don't get this philosophy. But, I mean, we've been talking about it. And I know you're talking about not creating as much content. But we've been talking about it in content for years. Yeah. Like literally years. Five or six years we've been saying, why don't you show people you can help them by helping them first. And that's the easiest way to get them into your circle, get them into your movement, right? Yep. And then they will use your business, right? I mean, that's... Exactly. And now if you do this live, right, you're kind of killing two birds with one stone because now you're getting the visibility that you wouldn't get if you did it just one-on-one. -on -one. Everybody's seeing you. Facebook is pushing you. Twitter is pushing you. I have about... When that happened, I had about 500 followers on Twitter, which is dead, right? But when I go live, 1,500 views. I'm like, right. so everybody brought their grandmother? <laughs> like, yeah, like, where did it come from? Um, so all the platforms are pushing live video up. So instead of you having the camera fright of like, what am I going to say to a motionless camera? Just bring someone in and have a conversation and show the world that you're helpful to that person. You'll have more people asking you questions. You'll be known as that one person that has the answer that's very helpful. And you start building that trust that is required for building a business. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, mic drop. And I would, I would add to that that you want to go live on more than one platform at a time if you have the ability. So yes, you can either use software or you can use more than one phone or, you know, Borrow your buddy's phone or your spouse's well, phone or something. Well, there's things like Restream and yeah, like Restream, Be Live, like OBS Studio, all these things you can use. Yep. Um, some of those are more. Do you have other ones? Sorry. Streamyard is. Oh, Streamyard. Uh, yeah, that's pretty affordable. So Streamyard will be connected to Restream, and that's how you can go. To oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I have clients right now, and they just. Like one person is going to be in front of the camera talking and then the other person is behind and has two phones on, you know, just get a camera stand with a little phone attachment that costs six bucks or whatever on Amazon or wherever you buy stuff. You stick it on there and then one go live on, you know, maybe it's Instagram and one go live on Facebook with the two phones at the same time. And then if there's questions, somebody can read them out to you or you can use software Right. Or so whatever I have platform. a video of uh, Russell Branson running around like he's on Facebook and then someone's running around him uh, with a phone for YouTube and another person right. runs around him for, with a phone for Instagram. And then they're showing the screen on their computers. And I'm like, come on, guys, wouldn't that be easier if you just had one software right. <laughs> everywhere instead of five people running around? Well, uh, but it's, isn't it cheaper to pay five people to do that for you? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, if there's a technical limitation, you know, maybe you have a problem with where it is that you're going to do it from. I don't know. Whatever the reason is, if you're going to go live, you might as well go live on two or more places than just one. And, yes. But so if you're I'm only going to go, let's say you're only going to go live one place at a time, is your suggestion to go on Facebook or LinkedIn? I guess kind of depends on your market. But yeah, I would say the market. LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is a little bit more complicated. First of all, they're in beta right now. So not everybody right. has access to that. But also you have to be a little bit more techy because the software that will stream into LinkedIn is it's Wirecast or XSplit or something right. else. And it's expensive, right? And it's a little bit more like you'll need to have better tech, like a good computer, a good video card, all that stuff. So LinkedIn the other thing that I would say, you know, like live is fantastic, but how many people just like to watch someone talking? 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they everybody wants to be engaged, right? Like, right. If you think about this, all the information and all the answers are already out there, right? We have YouTube, we have Google, we have Siri, Alexa, Google Assistant, Quora, right? There's no lack of how to. YouTube uh, certified, that's what we call it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> YouTube University, that's right. <laughs> but still people are stuck, broke, sick, right? Depressed, frustrated. So information is not the issue. And if you come out there and creating more content, more information, dude, you're fighting with a lot of people who already have stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So instead, just the only thing that people need is like, okay, how do I solve this one thing for my business right now? Or how do I lose weight? You know, like, oh, how do I exercise? I have back problems. I have, you know, whatever. I have allergies. Just help me with my one thing. And if you do that, then you're not only building an audience one person at a time, right? I think Gary Vee was talking about how you just need Joe 367 something um, to follow you and love you. But you're not only building, you know, an audience one person at a time, they refer to you, they come back and they become loyal. And there's the math of a thousand loyal fans, right? If you have a thousand loyal fans that will spend a hundred dollars with you in one year, you're a six figure business. A thousand loyal fans, they won't switch to someone else for price or for anything else. They love you for who you are. Right. So if you and that, there's yeah. a compounding effect to that, right? Just like compound interest. Yep. So each time you get more people who trust you and like you, they are more likely to refer you to other people. People who are referred are more likely to stay. They're also even more likely to refer you if they've been referred. Mm -hmm. Another thing, and this is kind of interesting, you can't see me on the podcast holding up my phone in front of my face, (laughs) but there's something called the endowment effect. And the endowment endowment effect is when you hold something in your hand, it's more valuable than it is if you're looking at it at a distance. Interesting. And so there's a study that was done that was really cool. What they did is basically they showed people pictures of houses and people had to guess how much the price of the house was. And then they showed them pictures of the houses on a tablet, what they held in their hand. And people price the houses higher if they're holding the image of the house on a tablet or a phone in their hand than if they see it in person or on a piece of paper. Fascinating. And what happens is if people are watching you face to face, technically, right, because your face is on the video on their phone or their device and you're looking at it with your face, <laughs> you get this endowment effect where they trust you more. They like you more than they yeah. would if, you know, you're on on like TV or something like that. Right. Because they're holding it in their hand. So there's something right. about that connection that really gets people and it keeps them a little more engaged and I mean, people are tired of scrolling through memes and 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 crap on on their devices. People are just they're, they're getting tired of it, right? Yeah, I think we, we're really it's wearing yeah. thin. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you know, in our overly connected world, we are starving for connection, right? right? And so, if you provide that emotional connection to someone, and you can do that at scale, it doesn't have to be one on one, right? Like you could set it up so you're talking to a few people on Zoom, and you can stream that. There are different technologies that where you can, StreamYard will allow you to do that. Or you can have us do it for you. <laughs> but right. there are many ways where, where you can do that. And it's a lot more interesting to listen to people talk, which is like why you and Jeremy are here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, than actually just watch uh, a person preaching. Because if just you talking at a camera, now you're in this podium position, right? You're the preacher and it's harder to relate to that. And people are really curious to see what happens behind the scene, right? We're, we're all kind of right. like toms. <laughs> so let them peep, right? Make sure that whatever they're looking at is fantastic. <laughs> it's what you want them to see. Mm-hmm. But let them look into, uh, give, them a, give them a window into your life. It's true. And behind the scenes stuff is really powerful too, because people are curious, but there's also that kind of curse of knowledge effect where if you're in your industry, let's say that, you know, you're a nine or a 10 on a scale of one to 10 about how much you know about your industry. Yeah. But when you try and explain it to somebody who doesn't know anything about your industry you can maybe get to like a four or a five but their highest level of knowledge is like a two and there's that gap right and if you show behind the scenes stuff of like how you're doing your work and what you're doing people start to connect they go oh i get it you're doing this thing or or here's you in front of the camera a good example of this is every photography website you go to on the internet shows a bunch of photographs they've taken and almost never shows the photographer taking the photograph. Right. That's what people want to see. 
They want to see you taking the photograph of somebody's wedding, not just what the wedding photo looked like in the end. Dude, right. I have to find that one guy and, and send you send you their profile. I don't remember their name, but they are fantastic. And they're creating these amazing photos. But you're right. What's really interesting is how they created the photo. Are you talking about that thing. one where he's laying down and has the puddle? Yeah. What's his that name? That guy's amazing. I don't know. But you can search just photographer puddle and I think it'll come up. And, and I'm watching, he's on TikTok and on TikTok, he's showing how he's doing it. And I'm like, that's, I'm just sitting there fascinated. All right. like, that's yeah. right. He's on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Close the circle. That's right. Everybody keeps telling me, why would I want to be on TikTok? And I'm like, because you're going to complain to me in four years that why didn't you start it sooner? And yeah. I'm going to say, I told you to go look in our discussion group. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a discussion group, by the way. It's Digital Marketing Masters Discussion. It's free to join, and we just talk about internet things. I, well, I it's, love that. I geek. Um, his name is Chris something or other. You know what's funny? Know. This is kind of like these awesome Chambers. commercials where you love the commercial, but you don't remember the product. Right. <laughs> yeah. He needs to, like, maybe up his, his, his branding <laughs> game a little bit. All right. Shout out to Chris. What's his name? Chris Chambers. <laughs> Found it. Thank you, Chris Google. Chris The one thing you haven't screwed up yet is your search, so... There's there you go. He's got some SEO done. And now a quick break. Digital Marketing Masters will be right back. Are you ready to stop grinding and start making an impact? Are you tired of working long hours and not growing your business? Get Matt's new book, Flattening the Hamster Wheel, on Amazon now. Just go to hook2.us slash hamster. That's H-O-O-K-T-O dot U-S forward slash H-A-M-S-T-E-R. So you talk about engagement a little bit, right? And doing yourself. Don't preach to the choir, basically. Right. And you say, we, we talked a little bit about show people you can help them by helping them, right? So what is a good way to do both of those things kind of in tandem, right? Can you help people and still go live to help get all that out there? How would you go about that? Would you start just helping people and not go live and then go live later and help people that way or what would you do there so i love that question there it depends on where you are in your business journey i guess right like mm -hmm. are you just starting out do you have a program do you have marketing and stuff let's say let's say you do you have nothing you're just starting up you just have an idea you don't know what you're going to do then i would say spend two weeks two to three weeks in groups on facebook on instagram on instagram doesn't have groups linkedin Twitter, blogs, all that stuff, right? And find out the conversation and start helping people in comments. And very quickly, the comments are going to move into chat, right? One-on-one -on -one chat. And mm -hmm. then you can say, hey, I'd love to help you. You know, why don't we jump on a quick video call and let me help you like face-to-face. -face. But I have one request. You know, I know a lot of people are struggling with that same issue. Would you mind that we'll stream that and I'll show everybody at the same time how we can all solve this one problem together. And now you're helping them in front of the entire world, right? Mm. And you're getting kind of like the, you know, all the juice of the live streaming and all that stuff. And you're getting the person, you know, when you share it again, it will, you can tag them on their own profile. Now their audience sees it, their following sees it. Um, so that'll be my first, my first one. If you have no website, if you have nothing, mm -hmm. right? After you help them, if people start talking to you, you can be like, well, you can monetize it by selling some coaching time, just one-on-one. -on -one. Here's my PayPal. We'll jump on Facebook. We'll jump on Zoom. I will help you. If you want to be an affiliate, here's a program from someone that can help you. And now you don't have to create your own program or here's an Amazon link. Like there's a lot of ways to monetize it without actually falling into this launch mode. <laughs> so that would be like if you're just starting out, if you already have some kind of a name and a brand or something like that, do what I do interview people, like decide what do you want to be known for in the interwebs, right? And online and all, right. all that stuff. Who are the people who are playing in that playpen right now? Who do you want to associate your name with? And just interview them. And when you interview them, set it up so that it's not just a conversation, but it's actually actionable items. So tomorrow, for example, I'm interviewing Brian Eisenberg, who uh, talks about customer experience. Mm -hmm. and customer experience is said to be the next level of branding. This is the way that you're going to differentiate yourself. Absolutely. In the next decade, that starts in a few weeks. <laughs> right. Oh, my <laughs> right? Goodness. 
<laughs> That's going to be the way to to do that, right? So they say it's the year of vision because it's 2020. Oh God, that's oh. going to be overused. <laughs> I know it's already been overused. Oh jeez. I never, heard, I haven't heard it. So that, there you go. First now time. you're going to hear right. it everywhere. Well, Gunnar <laughs> said it when we were interviewing him last Friday. He did. Uh, that's good. So hey, funny thing about customer experience. I wrote yeah. a book about customer experience. Oh, well, there you go. And uh, it's like we hand it you know, to our customers and they, they read through, it's a quick read kind of thing. And they read through it and they're like, you know, absolutely hundred percent. I agree. We have to get our staff on board with this, making customer service and customer experience a marketing tool rather than a cost. And yes. it's yeah, absolutely so the way to do it. Right. <laughs> so to, anyways, yeah. I'll stop interrupting you. Go ahead. No, that's cool. I love <laughs> okay. that you're in there. I love that we're passionate about the same thing. That's right. Um, because I think customer experience right now, the way it is, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you read the book, it's in silos, right? It's inside departments. It happens with like, hey, how do we get the CRM to talk to the help desk, to talk to its staff? And one department doesn't really know what the other does. And it's all done with surveys and net promoter score and all that kind yeah. of stuff, right? I like to call it all that garbage because what they really need to be doing is talking to customers. Yes. So... The guy who wrote the book, man, his name escapes me again, but I'll put it in the show notes. He wrote a book and it's called Poopery. And in it, he talks about customer free zones in companies where uh -huh. there's entire swaths of people who spend their entire life working at a company and never talk to a customer. Well, there you right? go. That's right? a problem, yeah. right? People should at least like at a minimum be like, reading emails that came from customers or listening to calls that came from customers because I mean you you get disconnected right totally and but what if you flipped it and turned that into your marketing funnel right, right. so what if active campaign I love that company love them love them refer them to everybody they have the fantastic support they're doing these local events where they're talking about stuff and I'm like why won't you just have a weekly show remember Russell Branson had Friday funnels mm-hmm I keep trying to figure out, I was like, dude, how did that work? <laughs> now he has a uh, funnels TV or something, which obviously, you know, is everybody's trying to tell me about their Russell Bronson funnels now. And I'm like, yeah, that was four years <laughs> ago, but it still works for the right business. Obviously. I mean, funnels are a thing that work for the right thing, but yeah. I don't but want to down on, on Russell Bronson. He's a brilliant guy. Right. No, but think about the way he did that. Right. Like right. what do you do? He would take a customer and build a funnel on the fly and show people how that's being done and how easy it is. And right. it was random, right? So if you active campaign or any SaaS company or anyone who be, want to become a thought leader or who's someone who has a big database with more leads than clients, if you just ran your software or whatever it is you're doing with your clients in real time, now you have your marketing material, right? You don't have to create right. content and all the questions that come from the clients that's your Q&A. That's your YouTube playlist. That's mm -hmm. your podcasting. You don't have to create anything. Ryan Hanley wrote a book called Content Warfare. He was in uh -huh. the insurance marketing space. And basically, the like his claim to fame there was he was a kind of a young guy, a new guy in the insurance industry. So he didn't have any clients and he was young. And so people didn't trust that he knew what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. So he collected all the questions that they get at the agency from all the different customers. Yep. And he recorded a video every day for 100 days, roughly, recording the answer to those questions and then posting them online every day. And mm -hmm. I mean, their business grew like I think it was 140 percent just from his 100 days of videos. And I mean, you could tell anybody you can increase their business 40 percent in 100 days. They're going to laugh at you. Right. Without but, buying new leads, right? Without right. ads, without marketing, without content. Yeah, for, for no dollars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I mean, that's, it's a tough thing to do to, to kind of commit to that kind of content, but you want a way to differentiate yourself, right? All you got to do is, is, is do it. I mean, it's, there's no, there's nothing else to it. Like you just have to execute. And you don't have to do it every day. You can right. have a show Right. Once a week, once every two weeks, bring everybody in, answer all their questions, cut those questions and share them every day. Right. Right. And I was just sharing with Jeremy, you can interview people in your niche, right? Like all the people that you want to be associated with, turn that into content and that helps you rank for your competitors or your guest keywords. So, right. for example, I was uh, interviewing JB Kellogg, who's the 
co-CEO of Marketing 360 and Madwire. And now when you search for JB, my content comes up. And so mm-hmm. now as JB promotes himself, he promotes me too, right? So the burden of me building my own brand is not on my shoulders alone. And everybody can do that. Right. Podcasting is the same thing. Yeah. People ask me, how many leads do we do you get from your podcast? I get this question all the time. How many leads yeah. do you get from your podcast? You know how many leads I get from my podcast? Zero. But you know what I get? I get contacts. I get activations of people who are already leads. I get people stay with our company longer, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all of these benefits come out of it. And I build this kind of body of work that if somebody hears about us and they want to go check us out before they engage with our company, they can go listen to, at this point, 50 hours of podcasts, yeah. plus, you know, hundreds of newsletters and thousands of posts and the information is out there. It's available, you know, right. and then right. they go and it, if it's a decision between company A and company B and they sat down with us and I put a book on their desk instead of a business card and I've got 50 <laughs> hours of podcasts and the other guy says, trust me, I know what I'm talking about. Who are they going to pick, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think the only thing for me, the difference between a podcast and live is that podcast, you do the work first and then you get the eyeballs and right. live, you get the eyeballs as you do the work. And then there's some after content, right? Yeah. If there's more interactivity with it and yeah, yeah. quicker conversions. I know we're kind of running out of time, but I've got a couple more quick questions. So this is one that comes up all the time. And that is if you're going to do a live video but usually all the people, by the time they get notified, it's like, you know, five, six minutes for them all to kind of get on to your live video. What do you do for the first five or six minutes while you're waiting to, for everybody to get there so that the people who got there in the first 10 seconds don't get bored and leave? And the people who took six minutes to get there and are just starting, you know, are know still going to get the content. Do. I know what you don't do. What do you, you don't not say, do? Hey, everybody, I'm going live. I'm going to go ahead and wait for people to show up before I start talking. Right. You're not going to put up a sign that says back in 10 minutes. Yeah. Show starting in five minutes. <laughs> I know it disappears. I, I actually, I just start talking. I, uh, YouTube has this DRV, I think, where people can scroll back when it's live. So you can do that. I go live everywhere. But my thing is, remember we said, don't build your home on rented properties. So I use live to show everybody I'm live, but come to my website. And that's where you can hop on in and talk to me face to face in real time about anything. Right. So they can come to my website. They see all the comments. They can comment. They can jump in. They can talk to me. And if they miss anything, they can watch the replay. Like, I don't worry about it. So I want that one hour interview or however long I'm talking, <laughs> I want it to be just pure content because then my right. team takes that and cuts it into into information, you know. So you pretty much jump in right away and just get straight to I jump in. And actually yesterday, someone told me, why don't you introduce yourself when you when you start talking? Right. I'm like, well, everybody knows me. I'm like, wait, you don't know me? Right. He's like, no, new people. it says it me. above your name, above the video. Yeah. <laughs> it's super like, hard to figure out who you are, you know. <laughs> Right. Well, I, was trying, he, I think he was trying to figure out how to say my name and I never say, hey, I'm Ifat Cohen and this is right. blah, blah, You can do that, you know, like on the on the radio when they, you know, I used to have actual like radio DJs and they would say like their name and the time and temperature every like five minutes. It's Matt Rouse and it's 28 degrees today. It's cold out there. <laughs> <laughs> Here we come. It, you know, it's very interesting to see um, like the challenge of live video is the timing, right? Because it's live. If you try to keep it evergreen, then you can't say, hey, it's Wednesday today. Well, everybody, hey, it's Friday. What are you doing right. Friday? Hey, it's morning, you know? Mm-hmm. But there's some news. There's really cool stuff, I think, when you say, hey, today is blah, blah. And you can see Gary V using the past videos now, right, with his... Mm-hmm current videos, which is really cool because you have like that timestamp. Uh, right, cuts them in where he says, I said this 10 years ago, and then they yeah. show the video from 10 years ago. <laughs> right. It's like, you see, I predicted this. My cousin told me that when I came to the States about 20 years ago, she's like, you told me to watch for this like small company and we should have invested in it. And it's it was Amazon. I'm like, really? All I right. said that? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> My I, came to, I came to the U.S. about the same time you did because I'm from Canada originally. You left oh. Canada for the yeah, U.S.? I came here in 2001. I came to the U.S. before both of you. I was That's right, born, you here. born here. Take that, <laughs> society. So uh, funny story. <laughs> so basically I was doing a job for a large company and I, I found a way to save them 
roughly $60,000 a month of billing that they weren't billing people for. And I said, nice. if I if I give you this information that allows you to make this money, I want a 10% raise. And they didn't. They gave me a 1% raise. And then I said, I'm going to go apply for a job in the U.S. then because they pay more money and the exchange rate's really good. And I found a job that paid five and a half times the money. And I was here nine days later. Wow. So but then five and a half times the money is a lot. I mean, <laughs> I'm not like all about money, but, you know, when you're in your like 20s and you're like, <laughs> well, uh, five and a half times the money uh, to do the same job. OK. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's how I, I came down here to originally to work for Intel. Intel. OK. Yeah. I'm actually out the window right now. I can see one of the Intel fab plants. <laughs> Jeremy and I were joking about this before where I was like, I can walk to Dell, but that's about that's it. Right. That's, that's about <laughs> as far as you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> I've made yeah. it in the doors at Intel and then they told me to leave. So there's <laughs> exactly. a bonus. No, Intel's one of our customers, actually. Very nice. I know. It's, anyway, it's good. Yeah. It's good handy. It, after working there five times as a contractor, it took another eight years to get them as a client. <laughs> just eight <laughs> you years. Think, right? You think it would be easier. <laughs> now we just got to get Nike on board again. and then. It's funny how bureaucracy, right? Like how how much bureaucracy there are in big companies. And it's one of my biggest. It, it's funny. I was like, I don't want to be that big because I don't want to have that much of bureaucracy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. More money, more problems. But that's when yeah. you hire people to deal with the mo problems. That's right. Yeah, and hiring is fun. Is a is a fun activity, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, stressful. I think is because uh, there's always right. that fine line between like, oh God, I can't do all of this on my own. Right. I need to hire somebody. But if I do that, then I can't afford to do this, this, or this. I'm like, no, bite the bullet, hire that person, and then go make more money. And yeah, you got to make it over the dip of when you hire somebody. Sometimes, right? But sometimes you have that training then, curve where you're like, well, I have to train you and do my job and I could have done it faster. And Yeah, but once you get over it, that's great, right? We have, yeah, we have get over five or six employees now. I mean, it depends if you count part-time people. You know, you have assistants, right? And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great. So before we kind of wrap it up here quickly, I wanted to ask you if there's anything that we haven't asked you that you think is is important to you know, our kind of business owners and, and, and business managers and stuff that listen to our show. Is there something that you think would be helpful to them that we haven't covered? Yeah. So, so two things. Thanks for asking. I, and I think you're going to relate to that. One of my goals is to end the loneliness. I think, you know, now 10 year olds are committing suicide in the US, which is insane to me because I have a 10 year old and I'm like, really, why would you kill yourself? It's, it's crazy. Right. But there is a lot of bullying. There's a lot of, you know, things that are happening online that used to be offline, right? Now they're like magnified. Now everybody hates you. But we also have technology that can bring people together, right? Like Google Plus was that place for me. And I build a community for another client where <laughs> she was a fitness instructor, very stingy. So she would not, she didn't have recipes or uh, uh, workouts or anything in that community. All we had way back when was Hangouts once a week and I gamified it. So the content came from Hangouts and every time someone drank some water, they got some points and every time they ate a meal, they got some points and they would be celebrated the winner on on the, the weekly Hangout. And what happened was that after four, six weeks, people were waiting for her to get off and just started to connecting with each other, just chatting and blah, 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 blah. And this goes back to Blab. Remember Blab? I love Blab. Yeah. So I'm still and, in know, the Blab group on Facebook. <laughs> There's like six people left in it or something. And you know why they closed it? I honestly didn't know. It just like disappeared one day and I was like, what? They, they put it online. They said, hey, we wanted to become a broadcast station, but people were just hanging out on the platform for hours, just right. talking to each other. Right. And I'm like, right. So people are looking for that connection. So Blab is not there, but we have other technologies. So why don't you as a business create that space where people are coming in and talking about their passion? Right. So our Google Plus thing was just Google Plus and geekiness and technology and blah, blah, blah. That client of mine, that was fitness. And these ladies, the original group is still in touch up to date. Six years later, they're still chatting. Now they're visiting each other. They're sharing information. And, you know, one yeah, of them she said, I live alone. I don't have a family and you are now my cyber sisters and I don't feel so alone. And I was like, we can do that. Right. So if you have your own community, 
I don't know if you have a, a video chat option, but you can just add a Zoom link there and be like, hey, guys, when you want to chat, you're coming to my website, click the Zoom link. If you're struggling with anything, you're working on anything, you want to work with other people, we're all passionate about the same thing. Now let's just chat about this. Right. And if we can do that for, you know, you guys do that for technology, right? I do this for engagement right. and entrepreneurship. Other people do this for poker or horses or dogs or cats or whatever. There's going to be a place for people to go to where they feel like they belong. Right. Uh, and you could do like watch party or you could do like. But don't uh, do it on Facebook. That's yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want you want to get it off. Uh, like, so if you're doing it on Zoom. And maybe you have like a Facebook group and a LinkedIn group no, and an email list and uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, well, what I'm saying is you can put the link to your Zoom chat on all of them. I wouldn't do that. Right, and get people in. Well, I mean, it kind of depends on the size of the group you want. But yeah, I, so my th like, again, I would not build my home on rented properties. So I want to train everybody to come to my own website. So even right. if you put it just behind a password page, right, if you did not want to create a community, just put it like... Right. Here's the email link and here's the Zoom or behind every, but you do want a place for them to kind of chat and discuss and have other things. That's what we're doing in our I'm That Geek community. There's right. challenges, there's things where you're growing together, but there's also like a Zoom link where just chat with people. And I think, you know, as a business owner, the opportunity right now is that this does not exist. There's no place where someone can go to and just really connect face to face with other people and be in touch and shoot the shoots, right? Because shoot the shit, right? Shoot the shit, <laughs> shoot the shit. Shoot the shoot. <laughs> Where, I think shit the shoot is a different thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a, a different, yeah. It's a painful. It's uh, <laughs> a different, different saying. <laughs> but like in Facebook, the challenge with the groups is that it's not really a group. It's a fan club, right? You can't really say something that the group creator didn't, doesn't allow you to do. Right. But you want people to be able to just freely unscripted, talk about whatever. Because when they do, they'll they'll become friends with each other. And if that's the only place where they can connect with each other, you'll have them for life. Or at least, you know, they hate, <laughs> don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> but as a business opportunity, you'll get time spent on site. You'll get loyalty. You'll get all your SEO up. You'll get the referrals. You'll get the trust and the retention. And it's very easy to sell a live event from that. Like, hey, we all want to meet each other. Let's go meet in wherever, right? Right. And learn that, 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 that. Like an uh, in-person. Yeah. So that that <laughs> that client did that. Like everybody was was asking for a live event. And <laughs> she goes like, yeah, let's do $1,500 in Florida or something. And right. they were like, for what? For fitness? Like, why am I paying $1,500? What are you going to teach me? You know, they're like, we'll just go meet somewhere and <laughs> we don't right. need this. Well, well so you're just outside of where you're going to be. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're going to be interviewing Roland Frazier, I believe, uh, on yeah, your show. Yeah. Yeah. So he his company sponsored Digital Agency Expo in New York. Okay. And I went to Digital Agency Expo and almost every single agency owner I met said, this is the first time I've ever had a bunch of other people that I can talk to who understands what I'm saying. There you go. And that was the biggest kind of takeaway I had from that show. I mean, there's lots of great stuff at it, but... The biggest, like, like some of the people that I met there, you know, we're having conversations and we're, we're getting together our own groups to talk to each other now because it is, you know, kind of a lonely entrepreneur world out mm -hmm. there, especially yeah. when you're in, like, marketing is very siloed technology nowadays. Like, yeah. Jeremy and I work together. We talk all the time. But some of the technology that I work with and some of the technology that Jeremy works with, we both don't know. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... It's it's tough to find other people who understand what you're talking about when you get into technical. It really things, is. Whether it's yeah. marketing or engineering or whatever it is. So and, yeah. you know, lots of people are just lonely anyway. Right. So it's nice to have that kind of group where you can go to to, you know, kind of be with similar minded people. And that's how you build community and that's how you build a movement. And I think you're 100 percent on the right track. Thank you. And I just want to spread it so other people will do exactly the same thing, right? We, we need to change the world that way and make it safe for people to connect with each other, right? Before we can only do it in our own neighborhood. But now you right. can connect to someone in Japan, right? Who feels exactly the same. And you don't have to explain what a NPS is, right? Okay. Net <laughs> uh, like, what are, what's a CRM? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> you're like, what's your LTV in your CAC? <laughs> 
<laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. This is a family show. That's a cost of acquisition of a customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so speaking of connecting, I want to wrap this up because your time is valuable, right? How would people find you online? So I'm that geek.com is where you can join every other Thursday and speak face to face with people like Roland Frazier, like Brian Eisenberg, like all these other CEOs and executives and writers and authors and all that stuff. Uh, you can speak with them face to face in real time. And if you want to take action on that, you can join the community. I'm that geek.com. And if you want us to do this for you, or if you, you know, you like, cause what we do is we take a, care of everything, content, email, technology, live, all that stuff. You just show up, look pretty. We do everything else. Um, so if you want to talk about that, that's viralconnectivity.com. Wow. Perfect. So now viral tech, vi- viral connectivity, that what you that's just said? Right. Viral if I connectivity. Could, if I could talk today, we'd be doing great. Those in the show notes at hookseo.com slash podcast. Right. And you don't have to be local, right? You don't have no. to be in Dallas to be able to do this. This is you show up to your computer. That's the beauty of the service is a lot of people, you know, in order to stream everywhere, you need to have fast internet connection, you have to have good graphic cards, all that jazz. People just don't have that, right? Or they don't want to learn about this, they don't want the learning curve, they don't want the expense. So you could join from your phone and we can stream you in high quality everywhere. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Well, Ifat, thank you so much for joining us today. And I look forward to watching your journey and to um, just seeing how things grow. And also, thank you for teaching me about at least four things that I have pulled up in my browser right now that I need to (laughs) research because they look so cool. Anyway, thank you again. And thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll watch you all on TikTok, right? We're all going to find right. each other there. <laughs> I need to Digital marketing there. masters on TikTok. I'll find and you right now. I'll start, <laughs> all right, we'll I'll talk start to you my soon. TikTok and actually do it. All right, bye. We'll see you next time. All right, bye. Bye. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markoff. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we talk about the Tour to Cure with Scott Friesen. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.